This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's why you might want to check out State Farm Small Business Insurance. Why? Because State Farm agents are small business owners too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This is Recode Media with Peter Kafka. That is me. And for the second time in, I don't know, a couple months, I'm talking to Dylan Byers from Puck News. Dylan, when were you back? When were you most recently on Recode Media? Uh, I would have been the beginning of summer. Beginning when, of summer. When when they got rid of Chris Licht, the right, former so, chairman and CEO of CNN. So you broke the news that the head of CNN was out. Tuesday night, you broke the news that the new CNN CEO had been hired. He is Mark Thompson. If you are a deep media nerd, that name will be familiar to you. For the rest of us, tell us who Mark Thompson is. Sure. Mark Thompson was for a longtime BBC producer, executive producer, executive, and then finally the director general of the BBC, which is sort of the equivalent, I think, of chairman and CEO. And then uh, more familiar to American media fans had a very, uh, what is I think widely seen as a very successful run as the CEO of the New York Times, where he effectively spearheaded the transformation of that business from the sort of days when, you know, the the Times was indebted to Carlos Slim and owned various real estate assets and I think a piece of the Boston Red Sox and was sort of didn't have a digital strategy to speak of to all of a sudden being what we think of when we think of the New York Times today, which is this sort of growth-oriented, multifaceted lifestyle brand that is sort of has things like cooking and wire cutter and and all of these other assets that sort of prop up the core journalism news gathering business. And in that regard, I would say that he's coming at this new position at CNN as with both the the experience in television, which is the the sort of legacy traditional aspect of the CNN business, as well as this understanding of how to grow a digital business, which is, I think, very much where CNN needs to go in the sort of post-linear future. Yeah, well, we can talk about where it's going to go. Let's talk about uh, where it is right now. Just remind us why there is an opening at the head of, of CNN. The The last guy was Chris Licht. He, he uh, someone that you've reported and others reported, was always the choice by David Zaslav, who runs WDB, Warner Brothers Discovery, to run CNN. He did not last there, I think, a year. What did Chris Licht fail at? Why is he no longer the, in that job? Well, you know, I think... <laughs> where, where to begin? There's a lot, a lot of media coverage about Chris Lick, <laughs> but when we point out why he doesn't work there anymore, what what did he not do or what did he screw up? I think he failed on a number of fronts. I think one he failed just as a chief executive period. I don't think he 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 was his history was as an executive producer of both morning and late night television and he was probably ill qualified from the beginning to be thinking about the the grand business considerations let alone 
running a news organization that that was not just, you know, like one show like he did at like Morning Joe or CBS This Morning, but rather, you know, a global 24 hour entity of 4,000, 4,500 employees. I think he failed in that regard. I think all even in his area of expertise, which was programming, I think he failed to actually create good television. He sort of dragged his feet on coming up with a primetime strategy. He made a lot of moves of talent that were sort of meant to address internal politics, but did not address the fundamental problem of of making good television, which is still what the TV business is about, whether it's news or anything else. And he failed to, I mean, if we're just being frank, he sort of very quickly alienated or pissed off a lot of the talent and rank and file through some of his management decisions. So I think that, coupled with the headwinds of the mismanagement of his own press, sort of led to a place where for Warner Brothers Discovery and for David Zaslov, it was sort of untenable to keep him on board. So I can imagine why Mark Thompson, who you and others, I think Ben Smith originally reported he was under consideration, but you reported that that Zaslav really wanted Thompson to take this job. I can see a lot of reasons why he makes sense on paper as a business person. And, and, and the, the Times job was a business job, right? He wasn't directing the Times coverage. You know, he managed the Times in, in a real crucial pivot point for them where they went from sort of the ad-based model to the subscriber-based model. It was phenomenally successful. He didn't screw anything up. There's no scandal attached to his tenure there. He's British and Americans are really impressed with an English accent. <laughs> um, BBC sounds like a, like an important place to have come from. But it is a the CNN job, at least the way it's been run the last couple under the couple, last couple men who ran it, that's a programming job. That's deciding what shows should run where, which anchors should run where. It's uh, both Zucker and Lick were very hands-on about the, the production of the shows all the way down, not just talent, but what the talent's wearing, everything else like that. Does Thompson have any of those chops? And, and if not, what happens to that part of the job? So I actually think that he does. And again, here in the States, we're familiar with him as the, the CEO of the New York Times. But I went back and I talked to a lot of folks who he worked with at the Times this week. And what they said is that he always displayed a real love of television a real uh, and a real sort of understanding of the language of television. He had a lot of thoughts that he shared, for instance, about what he was seeing on American cable news or broadcast news. And in, indeed, so much more of his CV is made up with that television experience as opposed to the digital experience. And then you go further back and you talk to folks who worked with at the BBC, many of them sing his praises as well, not just as an executive on the business side, but but very much in terms of his sort of editorial and programming intuition. And if the failure of the Chris Licht era was that he was a programmer by nature, but came in and tried to be an executive, which he was not equipped to do. The difference here is that Mark Thompson seems much more savvy across all fronts, and he is also being given a much more clear mandate to do all things. In addition to running the business, he has also been described as by WBD leadership as a sort of effectively the editor-in-chief of CNN. Now, he will continue to have a lot of people below him who can make those sort of day-to-day programming decisions and run their shows the way they want. And I don't know if he necessarily needs to be or wants to be sort of micro 
managerially involved as Jeff Zucker was in every, you know, every programming decision, everything that was said, every Chiron that appeared on the bottom third of the screen, but he might be, and and that is the mandate he's been given. So it really will be, I think Jeff Zucker's CNN was Jeff Zucker's CNN. I think Chris Lick's CNN was sort of the Warner, the, the, the first crack that Warner Brothers Discovery took at it, and they mismanaged a lot of things. And I think the new CNN will be much more Mark Thompson's CNN. Our colleague Ed Lee uh, pointed on Twitter today that the you know, British media environment is very different than the U.S. media environment, especially when it comes to TV. There just simply is a lot less competition. And it's one thing to go, oh, I'm, a, I'm a fond observer of television, and I enjoy you know comparing the difference between MSNBC and Fox and CNN. It's another thing to say, I'm going to plot out a course that that figures out where CNN can work in a, in a hyper-competitive world where linear TV, period, is in decline. Any sense that he's up for that challenge? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, you're right that CNN is facing a lot of headwinds. It is facing the headwinds that everyone in the linear television business is facing because of the the decline of the business model itself. And I think his experience with the at, with with the New York Times, with the digital growth and things like that, could be extremely meaningful for CNN here if he's given the leeway to do everything that I think he wants to do. On the programming side, he's facing headwinds that some of his competitors are not facing, which is obviously Fox News is very confident in its editorial bent, and MSNBC is very confident in its editorial bent, and MSNBC has indeed been thriving, relatively speaking, from a ratings perspective because of the Trump indictments and the election season that we're, that we're in. The sort of pivot that CNN took under Warner Brothers Discovery and under Licht to be this sort of centrist, respectful to both sides, have more Republicans on the air. I don't actually think that that in and of itself was a bad strategy. I just go back to the fact that Chris Licht actually didn't execute at making good television. And I think that Mark Thompson, it remains to be seen. I think Ed is right that the British media market is different. The expectations and demands of that market are different. The competitive landscape is different. But I do anticipate that he will be more thoughtful and creative. And in many in many ways, I think that one of the reasons Mark Thompson was willing to take this job was because he, he, he only sees upside. I mean, in many ways, CNN has hit a sort of nadir in terms of the ratings and in terms of the reputation. And so I think anything he does, buoyed by the increased audience of a, of a campaign season, and one as sort of historic as this, I think there's a lot of potential here for for upside. Could, could still go seeds. lower. Could still go lower. They they're, can they're, always, they're, you can always they're go making eight hundred million dollars, give or take, and profit this year. That number could keep shrinking. Um, yeah. You mentioned the the political positioning of it. Um, this was something that it, it wasn't just Chris Lick, right? It was his boss, David Zaslav, saying we need to be in the middle. It's very important for us. It's important as a as a business imperative. It's also important for the country. David Zaslav's boss, John Malone, very very influential. Show shareholder and sort of Malone's main benefactor for for years was also super explicit that he wanted CNN to be more like Fox News, but he thought that meant centrist. Any indication from from Zaslav um, or or his people that that they've had a rethink about that positioning argument and, and that Thompson might do something different? Or do they want him to do what they wanted Chris Lick to do, but do it better? I think the latter. I don't think the, the fundamental mandate has changed. I certainly don't think that... Um 
you know, my uh, someone once told me that the older you get, the harder it is to change your worldview. I don't think John Malone's view or David Zaslav's view on what CNN should be has fundamentally changed. I do think that they see the BBC as a sort of model of a journalistic institution that can, you know, and, and I'm sure it's much more complicated than this on the other side of the pond, but that can be sort of generally known as being a, a non-authoritative voice. Yeah. Yes, authoritative voice. I think that is ideally what they want CNN to be. Again, you go back to this landscape, it's very it's very hard, right? I mean, it's a very partisan environment and the expectations for television viewers in this audience are different. They don't all research suggests that they don't actually just want, you know, bland milk toast yes. news reports at night. They actually want entertainment, they want perspective, they want voices, and it's why people gravitate toward the Rachel Maddows or the Sean Hannity's and the the, the fundamental challenge for CNN has always been Outside of those great breaking news moments when, when you know, Russia is invading Ukraine or protesters are storming the Capitol, how do you create compelling television? And it becomes all the more challenging when you're trying to do so and appeal to multiple political perspectives. Yeah, and, and, yeah. I, I just don't think that exists. I think that's a, something you tell advertisers and you may tell your owners and it's a good thing to, to, to say out loud and it's not a thing that actually viewers will respond to. So we will see. And they may not. And then in the other case, I mean, if you think about the BBC, I've never, again, I have never lived in England, but I don't think about the BBC as being something that's terribly exciting from a programming perspective or terribly dynamic. I think about it being incredibly authoritative yep. and reliable. And maybe David Zaslav and company still believe that if they just have that asset and if CNN has that reputation, it will bring added value to the Max streaming service where they are going to be simulcasting more and more of that CNN linear content. We'll be right back after a word from a sponsor. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we're back. So the thing that Mark Thompson can do right now is not screw up, not make things worse, hopefully improve the ratings somewhat. Um, and so that and that is a giant business. So if you keep, you know, improve the ratings without um, incurring a lot of costs, you can make more money there. That's that's an immediate hit for immediate help to a company that, by the way, needs help. We often get accused of overstating CNN's importance, but Warner Brothers is now a cash strap company, so they could use additional profit. But right. big picture, you seem to have um, amenable to the pitch that there's a digital future for CNN and he can help them pivot into it. And it starts with this plan to to start streaming some CNN on, on Warner Brothers, I'm sorry, on Max. So... Give me the theory of the case. I mean, sure. Is, is is that sort of the main play you think for for CNN in the future, or is there some other reality that could work out for them? Well, 
let's just start with the assumption that Warner Brothers wants to keep CNN in the fold, which I think that Mark Thompson hire coupled with this streaming strategy suggests they do for at least a little while longer. For at least a year until there's a Warner Brothers Comcast combination. Yes, exactly, and then the, right. this is the conventional wisdom is that those two companies will combine. At that point, they'll have both NBC and CNN. They won't need both and one of them will go. Exactly. But starting with that assumption, I think that when you're just talking about a streaming strategy, the thing about all of almost all of the streaming services that news networks provide, the vast majority of them, they feature sort of ancillary, complementary, additive content. They don't feature the core product. And as Howard, they're not replacement. They're not replacement. And as Howard Stern, I think, famously joked when when CNN Plus was getting up and running is, you know, no one watches CNN anyway. How are you going to get people to pay $5 to watch something they don't want to watch for free? And the theory there, which is not dissimilar from the theory of ESPN Plus, was we are building the infrastructure so that when we finally do get to move the core product to streaming, everything will be set up and ready to go. And and we'll even have a little bit of a built-in audience. I think what, what I'm sort of, my interest is piqued by the fact that with this new CNN Max streaming thing, that they are being bolder than any of their competitors in testing the limits of their agreements with cable providers and saying, you know what, we're going to go ahead and stream some of our best content on the linear network. And we're going to have Wolf Blitzer and Jake Tapper and Anderson Cooper, and we're going to do it in real time, and at least there. And it's and it's going to be their shows, because this is something that I didn't understand initially in the way they were describing it initially. It seemed like it was going to be like every other service you described where it was it was going to be some talent from the network, but they weren't going to be doing the thing they did. Like like when, when there was CNN Plus, it was going to be what, Anderson Cooper's book club. Or yeah, Tapper's or Jake Tapper's book club. book club and Don Lemon's and, talk show. And by the right, way, it, I thought I thought that's what they were doing too. I had to read the release like three times and then interview a bunch of executives at Warren Brothers right. Discovery. So, and, like, and, and so I appreciate you correcting me because I looked at it and said, well, this is just the same bullshit. But you, have, you now believe they are going to show the actual Anderson Cooper show, the actual yes. Jake Tapper show in real time. The stuff that you could watch on CNN, you will now be able to watch on Max this fall. Yes. Now, a skeptic might again say... Well, no one's watching it on linear, mm-hmm. so who's going to watch it for free on? It streaming? is their, it, but it is their most popular programming. It is it's their, their most, most popular programming, and at least you are getting the actual core product uh, uh, there, or at least some of it, and, and and a significant amount of it. Now, that to me is like the barrier to entry. I, that that in and of itself is not the strategy that will carry CNN into a prosperous future. I think what will are, and this is hopefully where where Mark Thompson can be creative and bring some of, of what he learned at the New York Times in, is you have to rethink all of how people are consuming media and what people want. And in fact, my colleague, Julie Alexander, wrote a great piece this week about the CNN Max play with all of these sort of ideas for not thinking along the lines of how do we move this sort of linear offering on linear television over to streaming, but rather like what are viewer habits? How do people engage with YouTube or TikTok and things like that? And how can you make the CNN Max experience cater to more of those people so that CNN isn't just sort of sitting there in the background as this, 
you know, asset to maybe reduce churn for the people who still yep. want to have access to a live news feed when those big news events happen. It's a it's a really tough one because I believe that what we think of as TV news is it's just going away with the rest of linear TV, that it is a habit that makes sense to people of a certain age who remember flipping channels, who might even remember watching national, you know, the national news at 530 or 11. And they're, they're, they know that they're supposed to watch CNN at night if they want to be informed. And in for a streaming world, whether it's a YouTube world or TikTok world, where where you're generally leaning into stuff you want. I guess TikTok's a little bit separate from that. The point is you go find stuff you want. And so unless you know you want news, you're not going to watch news. Right. Um, and, you know, it's why it's why CNBC works during the day because it's on in people's offices. And at night it goes to, you know, 0, 0.0 ratings because there's no one willingly turns on CNBC at night. CNN is the sort of the, the flip of that. People are, and want to watch CNN at night because they want to watch Jake Tapper or Anderson Cooper, et cetera. So it is very hard for me to imagine the person who's turning on Max to watch, whether it's Dr. Pimple Popper or The Sopranos, also says, and I would also like to watch some news. But right. that is the great live test we're, we're now going to find. Well, well, but they, but even, see, they've got a long way to go in terms of innovating in that space. I mean, one thing that they are excited about now, which if you get any WBD executive on the phone, they'll tell you about this with great enthusiasm, is that you could be watching Dr. Pimple Popper or Succession, or Sex in the City. And if the Pope dies, they're going to have like, CNN Max is going to send up a push notification on your screen so you Mm -hmm. can jump from your show to the news. And they're like, this is a great innovation. I'm like, sort of, but also... In what world do you think that anyone who needs to know about the Pope dying isn't already going to get that information on their phone, which they're already, you know, I think the, I think a lot of audiences already spend a lot of time looking at their phone while they are watching these other shows that you have. So it's just. Yes. And, and by the way, that much they, further yeah, than that. And, and that even if someone interrupted their viewing experience, um, let's make it during a. Uh, uh, White Lotus, we'll upscale it a bit from Dr. Pimple Popper, <laughs> says, oh, I, uh-huh. I, I'm going to stop watching this show that I like a lot to watch some anchors talking about the Pope dying. I think that also betrays a sort of an older TV view of the world. Again, maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. I'm, I'm all up for them experimenting with it. All right, Dylan, last question for you. Mark Thompson doesn't start till October. Things will be well under underway, right, with the election, plus this this uh, max move that CNN is making. Do you imagine he can show up and make an impact right away at CNN, or do you think he's got to do a listening tour and be really wary of not, you know, upsetting staff that's already gone through a, a big shakeup? And, and actually, he's not going to touch it much for the first few months. I know for a fact he will do a listening tour, and I, I think he has had ample time to see the, you know, the various mistakes that were made by his his predecessor. There is going to be, in fact, there already is. There, there are some mixed feelings at CNN, particularly I think once you get up to the interim leadership, uh, Amy Intellis, Virginia Mosley, and others, David Levy, who sort of were blindsided by this some of whom thought they might have been interviewed for the CEO position uh, or at least counseled about it. And of course, David Zaslav just does what he apparently always does, which is just came in, picked his guy and and put him in place. Uh, perspectives of others be damned. And that might create a little bit of friction at the jump. But, you know, when Mark Thompson took over the New York Times, there was an, some initial 
sort of pushback to his leadership and his wanting to like come into the newsroom and having ideas about what the newsroom should be doing. And he said very sort of confidently, this is my company. I am running the company. We're, we're going to run my playbook. And it worked. And I think that right now, as much as CNN rank and file and talent are still reeling from the last two years, from Jeff Zucker's ouster, the disastrous run of Chris Licht, and then sort of they finally now found a little bit of stability under this interim leadership. I think fundamentally what they want is they want one strong leader who has a clear vision for how to make the network relevant and successful. And if he can come in, I think he will have a fair amount of goodwill from the get-go based off of his previous experience. And I think all of this sort of, you know, inside baseball palace intrigue about the power structure and who should have gotten what or who should have been given a phone call will go away. And then we will just sort of enter the Mark Thompson era at CNN. I do think I would just add the greater challenge is going to be above him because Mark Thompson is not going to be like Chris Licht in terms of just managing up to David Zaslov. He is going to have his own vision for how to do this. And the question is, will he and David Zaslov butt heads? Will David Zaslov give him the leeway to do what he wants to do with CNN, even if it doesn't always perfectly fit into his broader vision for Warner Brothers Discovery and Max. And that is going to be an interesting thing to watch. I think if he makes him money, does not create bad headlines. And again, do not discount an English accent. Um, people I agree. go I agree. nuts for an English accent. He'll be <laughs> successful. Dylan Byers, I enjoy your California accent. I enjoy talking to you twice this summer about CNN. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Thanks again to Dylan breaks news then he comes on our podcast to talk about that news we like that uh thanks again to jelani and travis for producing the show our sponsors for bringing this show to you for free it has always been free remains so and thanks to you guys for listening this is recode media we will see you next week